Today's gospel reading is a simple story. There's really not that much to say about it. It's just six verses. It starts in Mark 10, the 46th verse, and I invite you to follow along on your Bible or your Bible app, or there's a Bible in front of you in the pew. It's on page 47 of the New Testament. They start the numbering again at the New, so it's toward the back of the book. We've got an encounter on the side of the road that's intimately familiar to anybody who lives in Toronto. Jesus is walking down the road, and there's a man there begging. He's tattered, he's dirty, he's got a solo cup with some coins in it, maybe a cardboard sign, anything helps, God bless. Jesus is leaving the city of Jericho, and he passes a man who is blind, who is begging. And Bartimaeus is the man's name, son of Timaeus, that's what Bartimaeus means. And Bartimaeus is the man who's begging, and he hears the commotion, and he asks somebody. He's like, what? what's that? What's, what's going on? Who is that? And somebody says, well, that's Jesus of Nazareth. And Bartimaeus has evidently heard about Jesus. Jesus' fame precedes him. He has been going through the countryside teaching and healing and casting out demons. And Bartimaeus knows this man is a powerful man. And something clicks inside him. Like, this is his shot. This is his chance. He sits by the road every single day, and his shot might not come again. And he begins to shout. The dynamic of the disciples and Bartimaeus here is is almost comical if it weren't so sad. These, these men who will become the apostles, the pillars of the faith on which the church is built, are at this point unmitigated tools. These self-appointed gatekeepers. They hear Bartimaeus shout and they're like, shh, don't bother the master. Like his shouting out for help is annoying Jesus. But then the master stands still, says Jesus stood still, because Jesus has heard the call. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, honorific, linking Jesus to the founding king of Israel, David. And Jesus says, call him here. Bring him over. And now the disciples are all too eager. Take heart, come forward, he's calling you. Like a, a bouncer at a club who realizes he's standing in front of a VIP that he didn't recognize and like can't whip the velvet rope away fast enough. These guys, man. And what does Bartimaeus do? He's called forward and he throws off his cloak. Now in those days, there wouldn't have had layers and layers of clothing. There just would have been an overcloak, and then underneath that some basic undergarments. And, and so what this means is that when Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus leaps forward, he's standing there in front of Jesus virtually naked, half naked. And I was reading this, I was so moved to consider how exposed Bartimaeus made himself, was, was willing to be. Because here's a man who's totally vulnerable to begin with. He's blind, he's sitting by the side of the road. He has to endure anything that anyone wants to do or say to him, and people are mean. You ever known someone who's mean? He depends on the pity of strangers. 
You ever felt pity? Someone's pity before? Here's this man who the world has hurt so badly. Do you know what it's like to hurt? Here's a man whose life is so hard. Do you know what it's like for life to feel hard? And he springs up to stand in front of Jesus. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Now contrast this. He's asked an identical question of the disciples just a few verses back when James and John said, teacher, we we want you to do anything we ask of you. Jenny preached on this uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, We want you to do anything we ask of you. And, uh, And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And they say, well, we want to be first. But not Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus has said, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, my teacher, let me see again. Oh, my. Let that sink in. Oh, my. He asked Jesus to see again? Not a whatever you can spare. Not any little thing helps. Not like, oh, a $5 gift card to Timmy's would be appreciated. My teacher, let me see again. My teacher. Do teachers restore lost sight? Because that's not a thing. Even in modern medicine, once your sight is gone, it's gone. But Bartimaeus, standing there half naked in front of Jesus, in front of a crowd he knows is watching him, but he can't see. Imagine how that would have felt to be watched but not be able to see it. And when Jesus asks him what he wants, he asks for his eyes back. Can you imagine the courage it took to hope that big? Because all of us know eyes don't come back. So we know the answer had to be no. And the crowd knew that the answer had to be no. And the disciples knew that the answer had to be no. But Jesus said, yes. Jesus says, yes. I swear I will probably live my entire life and never do a single thing half so brave as what Bartimaeus did on the Jericho Road that day. And Jesus said, yes. Go, your faith has made you well. Your faith, the courage it took for you to ask a thing that could not be done. And Bartimaeus regained his sight and followed him on the way. It's just a simple little story. For me, 2021 marks two decades of walking, stumbling, limping, crawling, sometimes on the way with Jesus. And I confess that this is not an easy season coming out of this pandemic, and I find myself asking, as I have over the past 20 years, how does Christian faith, how does walking with Jesus practically change your life? 
Like, not just like, well, I'll put up with this, and then at the end, it's all going to be okay, and nothing really matters, because in the end, it's just heaven. But how does it practically change life when life is hard? When you're sick. When your kids are yelling at you. When you're broke. When your significant other ghosts you. When you're fighting with your spouse. When work is awful. When you can't find work. When you're hurting. When the simple act of living is grinding you down, what real difference does Jesus make? Now, I've heard preachers give what feel like hollow imperatives of joy, you know, like rejoice, rejoice, but it doesn't always feel like that. And sometimes when someone's telling you to feel good and you can't feel it, you feel even worse. You know how that feels? So how do you get there? Well, Bartimaeus has something to teach us because he's a picture of who we all are deep down, which is to say desperate, vulnerable creatures. Now you might be sitting there and thinking, no, no thank you, Tyler. I am not desperate. I am not vulnerable. I am strong and I am secure. But all that can be taken away. We're all one piece of bad news away from life getting washed out from underneath our feet. Bartimaeus had his sight and he lost it. Underneath all the armor that we dress up in, that we put on every morning to feel okay to go out and do battle with the world, whatever that armor is for you, your smarts, your money, your looks, your education, your family, your accomplishments, your title, whatever, like all of that, that can be taken away. And underneath it all, at bottom, we are all just beggars sitting by the roadside, hearing a rumor of a God passing by. And this is your chance. Today is your chance. Because you've been given today. And you might not get another. And Bartimaeus shows us what it's like to have the courage to shout out his name, to risk embarrassment, to risk rejection, to risk denial, to risk the answer being no. Because underneath it, what we all need is mercy. Because underneath what we all need most is Jesus. The cry of Bartimaeus is the answer to the question, what difference does Jesus make in the grind of life? The cry of Bar Bartimaeus is the basis for one of the most important spiritual treasures of the Christian church, which is the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Jesus' prayer was developed primarily by Eastern Orthodox believers as a response to Scripture's command to pray without ceasing. And it's the quintessential prayer of the heart, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, because it's a prayer that you can be praying continuously, whatever else you're doing. As you're getting ready for your day, like brushing your teeth, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Like you're on the commute, you know, swiping the presto pass, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. You're at, you're at work, you're, you know, waiting for the, the door to open, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. You're, you're cooking wherever, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And in some ways, it's the essential prayer. Because it says, here's who you are. You are the Lord, you are Jesus, you are the Christ of Israel. 
Have mercy on me. This is who I am. I'm somebody who needs mercy beneath all the other stuff I do to pretend. And this cry of Bartimaeus, this, this is a prayer that you can cultivate in your own life. I want to get real nitty-gritty with you this morning. And I say cultivate because this prayer is a bit like a living thing. It's a flower that you can tend in the garden of your heart. And here's how you do it. You set aside time. That's the essential thing. You set aside time. Five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. In the morning, before you do anything else is the best, before your day gets away from you. It's even better if you can repeat it again at night or some portion at night. You can also pray with a prayer rope, count off a set number of prayers, but it doesn't matter. Set aside a block of time. And for that set period of time, you say the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And you pause briefly between each recitation. This is not a mantra. This is not meant to fade into background noise. This is not mindfulness. This is prayer. We are calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. And so you set your intention like a, like a bodybuilder lifting heavy squats. You don't just bounce up and down. You've got to pay attention to what you're carrying. And when your mind wanders, and your mind will wander because that's what minds do, you're in luck because the next prayer is just a, a breath away. And that's what you do. You attach it to your breath. Inhale, Lord Jesus Christ. And it's hard to vocalize when you're inhaling, so this can be mental. And then exhale, whispered or mentally, have mercy on me. And listen, I'm not making up like some 21st century Christian yoga. This is, this is ancient monastic practice. People have been doing this for centuries. And when you attach this prayer to your breath, you're grafting prayer onto a thing that all of us are doing right now, which is breathing, the thing that we do automatically to stay alive. And so you're taking the automatic functioning of your body and you're grafting prayer onto it. And after a short period of time, you will get it stuck in your head and in your heart and in your breath, like a song that you just can't shake. You ever wake up with a song stuck in your head? You'll start to wake up with the Jesus prayer in your head. And if you'll keep this up, you'll find that this prayer will sneak in and creep in in those hard moments when life is grinding you under, and it will sneak in like a blade of grass popping up through a crack in cement. Because all it takes is a breath. Every breath is an opportunity to remember who you really are and what you really need. To remember that underneath the illusion, we're all desperate people. So just a moment to remember, and there's that name, Jesus. He's with you. As we close, we're going to do this for a couple minutes. We're going to do an exercise. And I promise no one will be looking at you. You don't have to be worried. I want to teach you how to pray like Bartimaeus did, to pray this Jesus prayer. Get real practical. To pray from that place of truth before God, as terrifying as it is, to pray like the desperate people that deep down we all are. And you start, whether you're here or watching online, by closing your eyes. Bartimaeus couldn't see the Lord. Join him in that darkness. Sit by his side, smell that Jericho dust in your nose, hear the rumor of God's Son passing by. I'm serious. Close your eyes. Try it. Trust me. 
Trust me. I promise. And now you breathe. That's it. You're doing it already. Just calmly and slowly. In, out, at your own pace. And now you attach the prayer to your breath. Inhale silently, Lord Jesus Christ. Exhale, have mercy on me. Keep going. In, out. Don't stop praying. Don't stop. Keep those eyes closed. And now here's, here's the tricky part. You, you let the prayer sink from your mind into your heart because this is not something we're praying with our heads, with our minds. This is a, a prayer of the heart. So you join your heart to your breath and you let that be the sight of your prayer. And in the silence of your heart, you're shouting out like Bartimaeus, fearlessly, shamelessly, because you need, you need Jesus to stop and listen. Inhale. Lord Jesus Christ. Exhale. Have mercy on me. So keep going. Don't stop. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Your own pace, your own breath. In. Out. And Jesus hears, and he stands still. Keep breathing, keep praying. He's heard you, he's calling you forward. Breathe, pray, take heart, he's calling you. He called Bartimaeus, he's calling you. He's alive, take heart, he's calling you. Inhale, exhale, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And he asks, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want? What do you really, really want? What do you need? Don't lose that breath. Don't lose that prayer. What would you ask if you could be as brave as Bartimaeus? Breathe. Pray. If you could bring yourself to trust like Bartimaeus, breathe. Pray. Don't stop. Maybe it's Oh, Jesus, I'm scared. Let me have courage. Don't stop. Breathe. Pray. And maybe it's, Jesus, I'm hurting. It hurts. Let me have relief. In. Out. Maybe it's, Jesus, I am so tired. Don't stop. Maybe it's Jesus, I'm so sad. Let me have joy. What do you want me to do for you? The Lord is near. Maybe it's Jesus, I'm sick. Or someone I love is sick. Let me have healing. Let me have peace. Or maybe it's Jesus, I'm addicted and the bottles got me, or the pills have got me, or the porn has got me, let me have freedom. In, out. He is here, he is alive. Maybe it's Jesus, I'm lonely. Let me have love. Keep breathing, keep praying. Maybe it's Jesus, I've done wrong. Forgive me. Oh, Jesus, save me, in, out. Lord Jesus Christ, in, out.
have mercy on me. Keep praying, keep praying. Because scripture said that Moses hid in a cleft of the rock and watched the edges of God's glory as he passed by. And this was a God who human eyes could not behold, who was death to see. And I tell you, that same God took on flesh and passed by Bartimaeus on the Jericho Road, and he could not see his God, but God gave Bartimaeus his eyes back. God gave Bartimaeus eyes to see him, and Bartimaeus leapt up and followed him on the way in, out. And now we say, Amen.